gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. beautiful um, things that B.B. Uh, King left us with was this saying, and that is that uh, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. B.B. King, who passed away this week, age 89 years old. You're listening to the Aaron Meta Show. It is the 17th of May, 2015. Thank you very much for joining us on the show. Also with me is Ajaya. Hey. Hey, Ajaya. And, uh, yeah, the uh, the thrill is gone. It is. Mm. It will always still be with us, even though it's uh, no longer in uh, in human form. So, uh, thank you for all the memories and everything. Uh, BB King is really cool. And also, uh, Harry can't be with us today, uh, unfortunately. He's uh, got an emergency with one of his friends. He's currently gone to deal with that. And uh, Josh uh, has finally entered the world, uh, the real world of employment, so uh, he's not going to be able to join us as much as he'd like to on Sunday uh, evenings. So uh, what we might do is, just to make it a bit easier for everybody, we might start rearranging the shows when we're going to do them and stuff like that, so some of your uh, favourite people can uh, come back on again and uh, see if we can try and get something organised. But for the meantime, uh, things are a bit messy with uh, here and there, but uh, hey, you still got me, you know, the title character of the show, and uh, he also got a gyre as well, so... Uh, not all doom and gloom on our side of things. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, just been, for myself, it's been a really uh, interesting week. It's uh, Obviously, we're going to talk about uh, some of the highlights of uh, this week as well, which uh, includes uh, what's been going on with The Simpsons, what's been going on with uh, uh, with anti-austerity, what's been going and also this uh, Ashens review, which is kind of really weird. Uh, also, they step inside a robot house, this secret house that uh, they're testing out robots on. We're going to tell you all about that later on. And also, another pretty bad decision, in my opinion, about what Nickelodeon has done. So, But we're going to get into all of that. Uh, just before we do, Ajaya, uh, what's, uh, been, uh, what's been your highlights of the week? Okay, with me, I graduated last week from college, and I'm officially got my bachelor's degree, so that's been really exciting and I've just been time taking it very slow because this semester was just really stressful 
Oh, and I'm going to hopefully start looking for employment for a job. Yeah. Well, mind you, I think, think that'll be quite a lot of people, won't it? So, but congratulations anyway. It's a really big achievement uh, getting your bachelor's degree. Thank you. Yeah. So what did you uh, graduate in? I got a bachelor's of arts degree. It was in communication with the concentration in public relations. So technically my major is public relations. Okay, then. Maybe we can get you to do some PR for us. So, uh, uh, that is, if we get into a heap amount of trouble, but I don't think we're going to do that as of yet. So, uh, we're going to try and stay on the legal side of things on the show. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, let's uh, speak about uh, was one of the biggest uh, pieces of news uh, this this week, which has definitely got to be... Uh, well, mind you, first of all, it was Harry Shearer possibly leaving the, was leaving The Simpsons uh, for a series of tweets, and now there's some ongoing conversations currently going on, so now it's just kind of this saga that's currently just ongoing with uh, Harry Shearer possibly leaving The Simpsons. For those of you who don't know, he was the voice of uh, Ned Flanders, he was also the voice of Reverend Lovejoy, and various other uh, characters as well, so... I mean, for me, it's it doesn't really surprise me too much because there's been this ongoing spat, I believe, with management of Fox and also with um, the voice actors themselves because they've just been doing it for so long. And uh, there is, obviously, with uh, something that goes on for this long, and no one expected The Simpsons to go along, uh, go along this, this amount of time anyway. So, to me, with what's been going on recently with The Simpsons, it's not too surprising that now some voice actors are now starting to become concerned about, uh, you know, how much they're getting paid for some stuff and uh, how long they're going to be doing it for and if it's going to be uh, inflicting with some of the other stuff they would like to do. And uh, Harry Shearer has basically said he wants the freedom to do other work. So, this to me is not too much a surprising thing, Ajay. I'm not so sure about yourself. Yeah, I can understand their concern, because um, Simpsons was going on for such a long time, and they probably don't know if they want to stay or if they want to find other opportunities. That because they've been in doing the Simpsons for so long, you know. Mm. I mean, I don't know. It's just. Um... I mean, for us, has The Simpsons gone on for too long? I mean, we've now... I mean, I, I put it... I, you know when I did my uh, top 25 uh, cartoons of all time? You know, my, my like, uh, realistic personal version of it, you know, slash. Um, for me, like, the reason, you know, and everyone's, like, shocked to say, oh, what, you put The Simpsons at number three? Well, yeah, because if you look at the more recent episodes, they do not uh, hold a torch to uh, hold a light up to the older episodes. You know, per, you know, pre Who Shot Mr. Burns. So, f you know, is it time now? I think is it the rising of the wall for this now just to just to finish and just to end and uh, just just be done with it now? I think so. I think if it's going on for so long, after a while, you just run out of ideas about episodes and obviously The Simpsons was such an amazing show when it first started but after a while you sort of don't always meet the expectations after been running for so long and so long and so long and maybe it's just maybe this is just the writing on the wall telling them that hey maybe y'all need to start thinking about ending the show and making sure it ends on a good note mm. I mean, let's take a look at some of the characters that he currently voices at the moment, and uh, maybe we can uh, uh, see if, uh, you know, maybe if The Simpsons does go on. I mean, can it exist without these characters? So, do you want me to go through them and uh, see if we're going to miss any of them? Sure. Sure. Okay, the first one's obviously Ned Flanders. 
Let's see. I mean, I'm not sure. Well, we, would would that... we miss Ned Flanders in the Simpsons in any future Simpsons episode? Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not really like a confession here. I haven't really watched The Simpsons before, really. Really? No, so you're not a Simpsons? Wow, you've never watched The Simpsons? No, I'm, wow, I'm not. Wa- that's really sad, I know. Yeah, I know. And uh, to, to be honest with you, I mean, you're not missing much in regards to the uh, the later episodes. But, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, if you've not watched The Simpsons, obviously I'm the only one who's kind of watched them. So, tell you what, I'll just go through a couple of them and see if I'll, uh, if I'll miss any of them. Um, Mr. Burns, uh, I think... Maybe, probably, maybe he's been with the show for quite some time, and uh, he is a bit of a staple. I guess some other people would miss him, but probably not me as much. Uh, Seymour Skinner, given that you know Bart's still at the school, you know, I think, and also he his uh, whole thing is supposed to be kind of like uh, somewhat uh, you know an antagonist towards uh, uh, you know Principal Skinner. I think you know I don't know what you're going to really do to put him in this troublemaker situation if you don't have that Seymour Skinner character in there, so uh, I'm not too sure about that. Lenny, I think, uh, a lot of people like him. I say he's replaceable, but obviously that's not going to be a very popular thing to say, but uh, um, I think maybe so. Uh, other ones, uh, Wyatt Smithers, obviously Mr. Burns' assistant. Uh, I think he's been going for so long, I- I'm not too sure. Otto barely appears, from my understanding, so maybe he is replaceable, uh, from what I can Marvin Monroe's been dead for a long time, and they bring him back just as a joke for, you know, occasional episodes, from what I understand. Uh, Rainier Wolfcastle, uh, obviously a, um, he is a, uh, a caricature of, uh, a parody of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, he was, uh, whether he be missable, I mean, he appears now and again, from what I understand, so maybe he could probably be, you could do without him in a Simpsons episode, I guess. Uh, Clancy Bouvier is just, is, uh, obviously the father of, uh, Marge Simpson, I believe. I think he's just gonna be, he's obviously only used in flashbacks, and I think anyone can, can voice him, to be honest with you. So, uh, I mean, looking at some of the, uh, characters here, and I know some people are probably gonna you know, not be very happy with me, but I reckon you could say, you could do Simpsons episode, maybe maybe replace uh, some of the characters here, but in regards to, you know, future Simpsons episodes, maybe you could uh, bring in another actor, not necessarily to play these characters, but to introduce a brand new set of characters, and kind of refresh, maybe do like a massive dump of all the characters, and just replace them all with different characters, and just have like a refresh of the series. Maybe that's one direction they could possibly go in, but, uh, you know, that's that's just me. So, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that are replaceable, really. Bill Clinton, I think anyone can do an impression of him. Um, just going through all of them now, seeing how many, which ones, uh, um, Bob Dole, he can, he can be, you know, anyone can voice George Washington, in my opinion. Um, really, no one else really sticks out, really, in regards to, uh, importance. No doubt someone is gonna, um, point that out to me, uh, there's, you know, there's this character, there's that character, and, uh, but to me, why not just say, you know, have Harry Shearer go on off on his way, bring in another voice actor, let him, give him the ball, maybe a younger voice actor to uh, pick up some more voices and see if he can come up with some different characters and uh, do that instead. Because some of these people here, I would say, you know, could, could probably pick up voices. And maybe even you could bring in characters that have not been around for ages, give them a completely new voice and probably no one will, will bat an eyelid. So there is that possibility as well. So anyway, we'll let that uh, whole thing play out and uh, see what goes on from there.
Um, Jai, I'm not sure how much of a politics buff you are, but uh, I mean, we'll move on. To, we'll just quickly move on to our next thing, which is uh, I don't know if you've um, really, uh, you know, I don't know what your opinion is on austerity. You know that uh, you know all these cutbacks that uh, you know both the American and both the British governments have been doing at the moment. I mean, uh, how do you feel about um, what's currently going on at the moment in regards to you know government cutbacks and things like that, and uh, what's currently you know being presented to us at the moment i don't really pay attention too much to politics but from what i understand it's causing quite a stir in the uk yeah it is um i'll, I'll tell you this this is uh, i mean so these anti-austerity groups that i've been uh, that we've been talking about we talked about some of them last week obviously with the uh, independent candidate matthew torbett um one of the things that's currently that currently took place uh, was yesterday was there was a second anti-austerity march in cardiff uh, a celebrity charlotte church has been uh, getting involved with them as well the organizers though you know is uh, at the moment they say that at least there's like 400 to 500 people uh, are currently uh, taking part in these so you're getting a couple of hundred maybe a couple of thousand you know per protest that's currently going on in the uh, country and they say that they're going to be doing this for the next five years but I mean, for me, history-wise, I mean, you look at other protests that have taken place, you know, you've got the ones that in the Arab Spring in Egypt, and I, you know, before anyone, you know, uh, snipes at me at this, uh, I do understand that, you know, different situations and um, different, you know, different circumstances, obviously this is, these are not, you know, as a oppressive governments we're currently dealing with, so, you know, there is the freedom to protest, and there, you know, they, there are people that aren't fighting, people are fighting for different rights here, they're fighting against cutbacks, obviously, for, you know, make sure disabled people, and other people get um, do do not uh, suffer as a result of uh, the austerity measures that uh, the governments want to bring in that's what they're concerned about but my problem is is that uh, you know in a you know in a country of 64 64 67 million people uh, do you really expect you know a couple of 400 maybe 500 people turning out every weekend to really make much of a difference no no so I mean, if this was, um, I mean, for me, if this was, you know, say, you know, there was a you know massive ruckus in front of the White House, and there's like only a couple of hundred people. Obviously, that's not going to make him much of a difference. But if you had something that would, uh, you know, trounce uh, Obama's last uh, inauguration, where millions of people were turning out and uh, were pretty much lining every single street corner in Washington D.C., that would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so the, some people say, you know, that's why I'm pretty skeptical about this. You know, I'm, as far as I'm aware, in regards to defending disabled people, you know, I suffer from autism myself. And uh, so I understand the what people really go through uh, when dealing with disability and all the support uh, infrastructure that they need. But in regards to they're going to need a hell of a lot more support if they're going to be dealing with that side of things, because 400, 500 people really isn't that many people. And it's definitely it something really that is not. It's not. No. And, you know, they're going to be arguing that, you know, there's going to be well, another big, there's going to be this massive uh, anti-austerity uh, protest that's going to be taking on the 23rd of May. And there's going to be an even bigger one in London in the 20th of June. But if they're only going to pull out, you know, the, the last biggest one that I understand was uh, the uh, there was one that took place for the support of, I believe, of firefighters and also with uh, service staff as well, like ambulance crews and things like that. And this actually got the, uh, and also Russell Brand, was the title guy on the top of the protest, but that only brought out 10,000 people. Jeez, you'd think Russell Brand would bring, like, a lot more people well, than 10,000. You'd think so. You Like, you know, if you look, put all his movies together, it's like, you know, he's, he brought he draw a huge, bit bigger crowd. 
where some of the films... He, he managed to fill um, movie theatres a lot better than he managed to fill these protests. And now, obviously, with what's going on with... Um, uh, saying that, you know, telling young people that voting is not worth it anymore from going to, oh, we have to vote Labour in order to, uh, you know, tactically vote and stuff like that, then obviously that fell to pieces. And Russell Brand right now is uh, pretty much just trying to grasp at whatever he can do at the moment because he's lot of lost he's lost a lot of credibility after the last election. And, you know, so, I mean, I do wish, the, I do wish people well who want to, you know, campaign in regards to people... Uh, not suffering with disabilities and things like that, but in, in regards to everything else, I mean, you're going to need a hell of a lot more support than just, you know, the thousands of people that you're potentially going to bring out. You're going to need something like what the Iraq war was bringing out, where two to three million people were walking around and not putting up with this anymore. And they also need to come up with something more thought out than just protest if they want to get their attention, you know? I guess, but what do you... This is the thing, though. It's like, what can you do besides protest? I mean, there's... Uh, I mean, obviously, there's... Um, I think that the problem is that people would say, well, why don't you campaign in the election? It's like, well, we had the election, and people were projecting that the Conservatives were going to lose the control, but they didn't. They actually gained seats. So, I mean, obviously, that um, points towards our electoral system being broken because it's not effect it's not effectively um, showing the the will of the people, if you will. But even then, if we went over some other type of electoral system, we still would have ended up with uh, a right wing uh, coalition of parties because uh, there's the UK Independence Party also that would have gained out of any electoral reform. So that in itself would have been self defeating. So there is this uh, sort of sense of helplessness really, and uh, it starts protesting now, but I do really worry about where else it could go, and I think it needs to be, hopefully, it's going to be just contained with, we're going to have a march around for five years, and then when it comes to the next election, we're going to do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting, well, not an inter- kind of a worrying five years. It's going to be an interesting five years, obviously, because uh, there is now backlash uh, within the Conservative Party about where the cuts will lie. I mean, because there's this Conservative uh, local councils at the moment that don't want these cuts. And so that leaves the Conservative Party in a very difficult situation, at least based in London, about what, how exactly nationally they're going to make all this play out. Because if they end up in a situation where they say, well, we're going to make this cut, and we're going to make that cut, and uh, the people on the ground say, no, you're not going to do this, it's either they risk alienating their grassroots movement, or they end up in a situation where they... Uh, end up making those people happy, but at the end of the day, not really doing anything in regards to their policies. So, yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, let's see how this plays out. I mean, obviously, in a, in a couple of weeks' time, we're obviously going to get an answer to all the stuff we're going to hear about. So, uh, anyway, we'll obviously leave that for now. It's going to be a pretty short show tonight because, obviously, uh, not much really, much to really get through this week, but uh, at least uh, some of the stuff I really want to talk about. Uh, Ajay, have you seen this Ashens review? Yes, I saw it. It was very bizarre. It, it really was. And uh, now, let me give you the um, the 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 wrap of it. Basically, it's uh, it's the one thing that I think that probably I don't know if like this is something that's been building up over the last couple of weeks. Because I've got to be honest with you, I've not been paying that much attention to Ashens. You know, at the end of the day, I've got work and things like that, so obviously I can't waste too much of my time. And also, I got you know the nostalgia critic and all the other stuff I watch on the internet that. Uh, I can really pay attention to. Not to say Ashens is not is not entertaining. I do love his reviews, but this one really rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. I mean, shall we play the audio and just kind of just go through it and see 
um, see what we think. You know, putting I think maybe having the audio alone will probably give an idea of the kind of well not creepiness but kind of the uncomfortableness of this review. Sure, let's go for it. Okay, then let's do it. Hello. So as you can notice, uh, Ashens is not commentating this review. He's got this Jar Jar Binks um, toy that he's currently playing with. And he's currently started it off and it's obviously dancing and stuff. Jesus. And then comes the possibly very disturbing bit. He gets like this hammer and then he gets another one and then he just starts... Just starts smashing it up and it's just, you know... And then the camera falls over and you just see this like really mad looking face as he's doing it. And this is constantly going on and on and on. And he's obviously taking breaks while he's doing it and keeps continuing. Yeah, like the Jar Jar hasn't suffered enough. Yeah. They just gotta keep beating it with a hammer. I know. To smithereens. It's, it's just, it's so disturbing to watch. It's like he's just, he's just smashing this uh, hammer on this sofa and expecting it to break and he's constantly doing it. Okay, here we go. Why won't you die? You! Dead. That part wasn't part. That wasn't part of the review. Just to let you know, that was a clip from The Simpsons. <laughs> but then he gets the blowtorch out, and he's he just starts frying this Jar Jar. Now we all despise Jar Jar Binks. Don't get me wrong about this, but this is going way, 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 way too far. I think this person maybe they're angry about something else, and they're taking it out on Jar Jar. I have no idea, but. I don't know, it's just this... If this wasn't, uh, you know... And then he just plays this calming movie, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna stop it there, but you know, it's just... I mean... Yeah, it's it was funny to like... For like, you know, the first maybe couple of minutes, first maybe minute, maybe probably 50 seconds of the review. But to keep constantly going on and on and on with it, it's like, it just... I don't know, but there's going to be those that are like, oh, you're just taking this too far, you know, he's uh, he's only acting and stuff like that. Well, I don't know whether Stuart Ashens is actually acting or not, or whether he's actually, you know, being a character in a in a show, or if he's actually being himself while he's doing this. Because, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, with James Rolfe, who plays the Angry Video Game Nerd, you've heard of him, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know when he's being James Rolfe, and you know when he's being the nerd. And obviously with Doug Walker, you know when he's being Doug Walker and you know when he's being the Nostalgia Critic or being the doing the bum reviews. But in this situation, you can't really define whether, you know, there's this really horrible, you know, side of Ashens that we don't know about. Or, you know, whether he's just acting out for the, for, for the camera. I'm not too sure. I think he's just doing it for the camera and for the walls, yeah. in my opinion. I, I do, but for, for, for two and a half minutes... Yeah, that is going a little overboard. 
Maybe he's trying to copy How to Basic. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my, if he's stuck him in a blender, obviously we can say he's caught, he's trying to he's obviously trying to rip off you know Will It Blend, but or if he like stuck it in a microwave, obviously he's like uh, you know you keep accused of being you know uh, um, copying the the microwave show that you know that that used to be gone. But uh, yeah, it's just you know Ashins is funny, but just not here. And I, I just felt a bit uncomfortable listening to it, to be honest with you. Me too. There was just a little too far with it. Mm. And why would you spend all that money on a Jar Jar if you're just going to destroy it? Well, at the end of the day, it's Ashen, so, you know, obviously... And obviously, on top of that, you know, Jar Jar Binks is a really, really despised character. On, on top of that as well, actually, that's another thing as well. I mean, this has not been in to correlate with either, you know, a, an announcement about Star Wars or, you know, the, the Star Wars trailer or anything like that. Maybe it was supposed to possibly be... Um, an, Sorry, this review is probably supposed to be coming out during the Star Wars, the last Star Wars trailer, you know, the one that said, you know, Chewie, we're home. But that was weeks ago. And you think, you know, yeah. something like that, he would probably, you know, release, you know, in correlation with that. And then if, you know, then, yeah, I'd, I'd probably, you know, think, well, obviously that's, uh, you know, a message being sent to... Uh, uh, to what you call it, um, uh, Disney Studios saying, you know, we do not want to see Jar Jar Binks ever again. But I, I don't know. It's like Jar Jar Binks is a disgraceful and uh, you know potentially racist character in a in the Star Wars series. But I think that was just taking it to a whole new level. And to be honest with you, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, really. So yeah, me too. Mm. Let's move on from that. Um, let's see what what else we got. Um, oh yeah, we, I'm not sure if you've seen this. This is the uh, the step inside the secret robot house. Um, for those of you who don't know, the BBC were allowed to film inside this uh, uh, Herefshire University's um, uh, house that they've purchased. It's like just normal everyday terrorist house, and but the difference between of this is that it's filled with robots that they like to test out, and uh, they're trying to their main goal is basically to create an environment like a home environment where everything is automated so basically the uh, the cleaning is done by the robots in the house the uh, the cooking's done by i think the cooking's obviously i think is something else that they're trying to do as well um they're also test out the they also test out the sports robots in the garden as well which uh, is pretty cool and so uh um, they got these like little robots that like play football and things like that so uh, i guess i won't mind that but uh, there is a bit of a, a kind of disturbing nature to this house, which I think, uh, you, you know, it's like why, you know, so you, you, you do PR and things like that. So obviously you're a face of something, you know, you're a face of yeah. a company and things like that. Because every company needs a face. And I think this is a perfect example of why I think some developers really need to value their PR a bit more than they should do. Because if you think about this, I mean, this house now, which they've got, uh, it currently has um, uh, what about I think it's about nineties, loads and loads of like hundreds of cameras that are currently like planted, and loads of sensors and things that are currently planted around the house. So basically, it's literally this uh, BBC presenter is like she's walking around the place. It's actually monitoring her every move while she's in this house. That is creepy. That is creepy, isn't it? And I don't know if you've actually seen the um, some of the robots that currently inhabit this house. It's like uh, they look like something that you see out of Doctor Who. 
and uh, there's like one that uh, basically talks to the person saying, you know, you should have a drink and things like that. And like the one of them is supposed to be like a care robot. So, for example, if uh, I guess they're looking to basically automate old folks homes. So, you know, your grandma or grandfather or whatever, or maybe you when you get to old age, maybe one of these days we'll be just sitting in our uh, in our armchair, you know, watching the world go by and, and dream of, uh, you know, of glory's past. And then a robot will come over and says, you know, you should really have a drink. And uh, I'm not sure how I'm not really how much I would really respond to that. Actually, I think tell you what, it actually would sound a bit more like this, wouldn't it? Where's where's a uh, computer voice? Um, natural readers. Um, oh wait, that's natural readers, not really computerized voice, is it? Tell you what, uh, I'll just try this one and see what I see if it would. Uh, Okay, so I put this in, and uh, so, you know, you're just sitting there, you're at old age, and uh, this uh, robot comes up to you and basically says... It's time for a drink. Oh, yeah. Would you feel comfortable with that, really? You know, you know if... Um, at all someone, like, saying that to you? Like, a robot, like, just this, like, this uh, no face or anything, just basically just saying that to you? That would be kind of weird. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? It's like, yeah. Uh, it's, it's time, time for, for a, drink. a drink. Yeah. Like it's telling you you need to have a yeah. drink. I, I, I think, think it, yeah. I think somewhere down the line it, they would make it more personal. But I think you know it would. They do sound like in you know. Uh, okay, it's time to do this. It's time to do that. It's like it's kind of like it's ordering you around a little bit. Yeah. Mm. Like it's all in how they word stuff. Why couldn't it be something like maybe would you like a drink or something like that? That would not be sounding like ordering around it sounds like you know it would not be as creepy as it's time for you to have a drink now yeah i mean i was i just play that as a just as an example really of uh, that's like one of those like uh uh voice things you can get off uh, get off the internet but uh, also on top of that i mean that's not just the, that's just the start of it obviously there's these other two robots that they're currently testing in this house as well and these are the most awful creepiest things i've ever seen they are um, uh the you know the two casper robots have you seen them uh um, they're on the they're on the uh on, on they're on the website i i sent you yes yeah. are they like the little human the, doll ones the little human doll ones yeah don't they wouldn't that be something you would see in oh what's that film with them two creepy girls and there's come play with us they say and uh let's, let's see it's not like The Shining, is it? Yeah, or... oh, The Shining. I think, was it The Shining? I think it was, yeah. It just, it just has this uncomfortable vibe. If you look at these two dolls, and they say, and they basically, these are people, these are dolls apparently that are supposed to help uh, uh, children with autism. Apparently they've been extremely popular. I've got to be honest with you, if I was a kid, I have autism myself, but if I if I was a kid and I saw that, I would be, you know, my Asperger's syndrome would probably be going in overload. I think I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to think looking at these things. Like I went, I would probably be like, "Oh my gosh, it's a doll!" It's horrible. <laughs> I loved dolls when I was younger. Yeah, I, I just, I don't like their eyes. Their eyes are creepy. It kind of they it's... look like Chucky from Child's Play. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> that that yeah, it's like uh, I really wish I had some clips of that in my soundboard. That that was not he's having something like that. It's just oh good grief. But mind you, I guess there is some cool coolness to it. I do like the little robot that does play football. You know, as a, as a as a football supporter myself, you know, I do I do like anything football. So you know, if I, if I had like a garden, I had some little robots just kicking a football around, and they had like you know little blue and little red shirts on, and uh, you know they were just playing football with themselves. I I, I would love that. 
So I can yeah. just uh, yeah. So uh, you know when Man United aren't on the telly or Preston North End, I can just you know I can just go in my back garden, just put you know, turn on all the robots, and they can just uh, have a little cup final or something like that. That, that. That's a that's a great that would be a great idea. Do that. Like you know, yeah. put away the creepy, creepy you know old age, old age you know OAP robots. Put, put put away the creepy autistic robots or whatever, and just just concentrate, <laughs> just concentrate on these little little miniature men just playing football. Uh, yeah. have, have that. That would that that would be the greatest. I, I would I would love to be in a in a garden in my old in like you know being you know, hundred or something years old or whatever we're projected to be. How old we're supposed to be in the next couple of years? You know, I just love to just sit in the garden and just watch these little things play football. That yeah. would be so cool. That would be great. Yeah. So, so yeah. If you're listening to us, uh, um, Harvester University, do that. You know, scrap everything else, but put it in the put it put it all in the bin. And unless you're going to come up with something a bit more, you know, human friendly, then you know, then do that. So, yeah. Not always going to say on that really. So, uh, you know, we are getting through this quite quickly because usually there'd be more people on the show, but it's obviously just me and Ajaya today. So, uh, this is literally going to be the last thing we're going to talk about. So, uh, I don't know really. We're going to stretch out to the uh, next couple of minutes. Um, I mean, Nickelodeon, we love you, but this has to be the not a very bright way of going around things. Uh, we were actually going to talk about this uh, a couple of weeks ago, but obviously we had some technical problems. We couldn't do, we couldn't talk for it, but we finally found a space for it, and uh, that is that uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen have sold Nickelodeon the rights to their movies and uh, some of their four series. I mean, it just it, it's a kind of laziness to me, in my opinion, like. They have all this, they, you know, they got all this stuff from Mary-Kate and Ashley when they have all this other Nicktoon stuff they could always bring back, I you know. know? It's like, I mean, what, in 2015, I mean, I, I don't know if you speak to any little girls at all, but uh, how many of them in 2015 are uh, going to be saying, oh, I can't wait to get the latest Mary-Kate and Ashley doll? Yeah, their, their time has passed. And I'm pretty sure not many little kids know who Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen are. Yeah. And maybe they should have thought of a better audience to sell their stuff to who would actually watch it. Yeah. Do you know what the the worst part about this is as well? They've actually not said um, how much money they actually paid for this uh for, for for this library of stuff that they got so i'm just having a look it's uh, gonna be so the films that they paid for were uh winning london uh holiday in the sun and when in rome those are the mary kate and ashley uh things that they've also bought the four two of the four series i believe that they've also bought is uh mary kate and ashley in action uh, that's the animated series and they've also i believe i think they've bought one you know, what's that one that starred that uh, oh he played um he started basically the dad i saw in another series who was playing like uh, he was a he was a gay father i think he was in an, in another one i can't remember the the name of the other other tv series that it was but anyway um yeah they've bought this uh, they bought these four tv series that they they're going to be playing on the show so obviously i don't know why but nickelodeon seems to find some kind of value in mary kate and ashley olsen even though it's yeah this this is these was years ago since they were since they were on so yes and also don't they have like a bunch of other 90s stuff that kids today would actually watch and not mary kate and ashley i know it's like i just don't i want to know how much they paid for this 
I really do. How much did they... I mean, if it was a point where, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley were just short on money and they decided to just say, okay, well, we're going to sell the rights to... Uh, to to just a Nickelodeon or maybe via also on top of that if they sell it to Nickelodeon obviously it's available to other networks on Viacom so whether Viacom has some kind of like uh, you know throwaway channel that uh, you know they can just throw like uh, really unpopular stuff on which nobody watches and probably gets like you know maybe like a thousand maybe two thousand viewers that's understandable and maybe it's just helping out you know saying thank you for everything that they've done you know all those years ago but I don't know really I can't really see them uh, I can't really see Mary-Kate and Ashley becoming popular again in 2015. No, yeah. I think their time has passed. It, it, it has. And so, I mean, obviously, you know, they're going to say, well, hasn't Hey Arnold's time passed? And it's like, no, it's not. It's like, we've still got some, we've still got some potential in that cartoon series. There's still a movie that's still yet to be made, which could, uh, which could be easily be a good money spinner for Nickelodeon. And I mean, uh, with this Mary-Kate and Ashley stuff, you can't go back and make more stuff the di- hey arnold and other nicktoons you can do that yeah and on top of that i mean it's like um well imagine if i said okay then i'm gonna buy the rights to uh you know sister sister like you know atia and samara and basically say well i'm just gonna you know play that all, all day yeah it's gonna get a fraction of a of an audience that uh wants to watch that but some people will take a look at that any you know, like a newer audience and say this stuff is old Who's watching this? It's like it's had its yeah. time. It's had its time, and you can tell, like, the cultural references are so different. Some of the kids may be like, what does that mean? Like, you got a kid on, like, on the show. He's like, oh, my God, I love George Michael. It's like, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see the Vanilla Ice concert. It's like, oh, God. This Who is, is Vanilla Ice? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Vanilla Ice was uh, he was a uh, a white rapper, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah he was he, he was in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too, uh, and also uh, he's now pretty much just uh, he's now rapping with the Insane Clown Posse. The last time I heard, so uh, his famous famous song was Ice Ice Baby. Ice Ice Baby, yeah, which uh, was um, I mean who. Someone did another spin-off of that, I believe, Ice Ice Baby. I can't remember, but... Uh, yeah, I just think... I, I, I don't know what Nickelodeon's thinking. I mean, obviously, they must see some kind of value in it, but as far as we're concerned, we're not going to be watching it. I mean, yeah. I don't know if any other younger kids... I mean, what, their, their target audience right now is uh, 6 to 11? I mean, uh, I don't think... Uh, maybe they're going ba- banking on, hopefully, they're saying, well, no one's heard of Mary-Kate and Ashley, you know, yet, yet, and yet if we bring this in, hopefully it can get popular again. But there's part of me that believes it's not going to. I mean, because, as you stated earlier, Nickelodeon's target audience is 6 to 11. I'm pretty sure that Mary-Kate Ashley stuff is geared toward kids who are like 8 to 9 to maybe like 12. So that's not exactly... You know, it's kind of very limited who would actually want to watch it. Six-year-olds aren't... You know, six people... I mean, parents of six-year-olds are not going to let their kids watch it, no. probably. I mean, I'll show you, on top of that, um, Mary-Kate and Ashley right now, they are 28 years old. And so, they I are. mean, yeah. So, I mean, even... No, no, no. It's like... Uh, I mean, if, if they, like, uh, maybe, like, a special or, like, some kind of some kind of special... You know, like, they did these specials and basically the, like, the actors were, like... I remember the Keenan and Kel special that they did. And then uh, um, Keenan and Kel would, you know, basically host, like, the... You know, like, they do, like, the all-day marathons. And then, you know, so basically you'd yeah. have like a Keenan and Kel episode and then Keenan and Kel will come in during the breaks and say, oh, do you remember this? And do you remember that? You know, 
all this stuff now. Unfortunately, that'll never happen now because uh, I don't know. If I don't understand, you know, with Keenan and Kel, what is this uh, animosity that's currently between them at the moment? Because, uh, I mean, Kel, you know, bl you know, bless him. You know, he does want to do some kind of reunion with Keenan, but Keenan never was even, you know, with his Saturday Night Live stuff, he never seems to want to do it. I can't believe they're actually, like, not... They're having a feud with each other. Uh, I don't understand why. Yeah, it's like, there's no barrier. I mean, that would make... I mean, Keenan... I've always believed that maybe it was just, you know, maybe his agents probably, you know, levering things behind the scenes and saying, you know, don't get back with Kel, Kel Mitchell because he will, uh, you know, everyone will just remember, you know, the times you had on Nickelodeon just remember he was a silly man. Yet, despite the fact that his, his current career is basically taking him to Saturday Night Live, uh, you know, is where he's doing silly man things. And, um, so, I just know, you know, if you, you know, that's one thing Nickelodeon could do, you know, if it was, you know, if it really wants to bring itself out of the doldrums, you know, let's say you do something with Keenan and Kel, like, just bring them back just for, you know, a, a one-shot, or, you know, somebody within, you know, within Viacom Entertainment to say, you know, let's bring them back just to, like, do some one-shot things, and uh, that would actually generate some money and bring in some viewers. Yeah. It really would. Uh, so, uh, anyway, um, anyway we've, we've moved away from Eric and Ashley, actually, haven't we? But, uh, I mean, I don't know, like, what I was trying to get is that, uh, I mean, if you brought, like, if you did, like, marathons of, like, you know, Mary-Kate and Ashley shows, and, like, you actually brought on Mary-Kate and Ashley, maybe at 28 years old, maybe you can possibly, you know, spin it, maybe. I don't know, but, uh, I'm, I'm not too sure, really, I think. Uh, I mean, from what I understand, I mean, they're all currently, they're currently wrapped up also with their, uh, with their fashion stuff. own stuff as well and their fashion stuff and uh, whether this is just going to be basically bringing into uh, you know make a little bit more money I'm not too sure but still also I know like Mary Kate looks nothing like Ashley at all anymore um yeah I heard about that and uh, but to be honest with you uh, I, again they've been that that's how much attention we've basically been paying paying towards them we you know it's like they have been gone for they've been out of our our consciousness for so long. It's like yeah. uh, you know, what on earth are they going to be like if they if they all, all immediately come back? I'm not too sure. Uh. Yeah. And with that, I think uh, I think we're done. So surprisingly, we got got through that pretty quickly in about a space of forty minutes. So uh, it's probably one of the quickest shows we've probably done since uh, since the since the interview. So. Uh, Anyway, a bit of announcements. Currently, uh, next week is not gonna. There's not gonna be a show next week unless we plan to do something special. Uh, you know, within the next couple of days. Basically, it means because uh, Preston North End currently are in the uh, championship. Sorry, in the League One playoffs and could potentially go into the championship at Wembley. And I've been. Uh, I want to really want to go to that, and because it's going to be my first time at Wembley Stadium in London. So woohoo! And uh, I'm actually awesome. gonna. I'm in a really great place as well. Uh, I don't know if you've actually seen the you know the NFL that they do in London, and uh, you actually get to see like the ground seating. As you can notice in there, the ground seating is actually really near to the to the pitch, and actually see get to see like all the arc and everything and things like that. And I'm actually positioned really well behind the goal. And awesome. uh, that is that is brilliant for me. So uh, I'm gonna get to see. I don't know what side they're gonna start at first, but hopefully we're gonna be on the side where all the goals get scored. And uh, I'm really hoping for Preston's sake that they're gonna score early, um, just last out the game, and then we can happily go into the championship. So, uh, but you know, Swindon Town are a really good team, so uh, we're gonna have to be on our guard to uh, make sure that this all goes correctly. So, yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, 
but I'm really looking forward to it because uh, I've uh, I've never been to Wembley before, and I really thought my first uh, experience of Wembley was going to be with Manchester United, but no, it's going to be at. Uh, it's going to be with Preston North End, and uh, so that's going to be really special for me. Because for those of you who do not know, I actually was born in Preston, so I, uh, so I, you know, for me that's the reason why I'm a Preston North End supporter because I never forget where I came from. And the reason I give you know Manchester United to some some you know has a special heart place in my heart is because I just want to have all my war memories there. You know, me and my dad went to Old Trafford. Actually, the time me and my dad went first to went to Old Trafford when I was seven, my dad had never been to. Uh, to see Man United in uh, in years, so it was a it was an amazing experience for both of us really because we got to see like you know when the stadium was like fully finished and uh, I don't know if you if you've ever seen Old Trafford Stadium but it's uh, it has it has this like this massive um, uh, stand now uh, on like uh, on all three corners of like the Stratford end the uh, the North Stand and then you got the uh, you got the Sir Alex Ferguson stand now it's actually named after one of the managers. And um, it is a really spectacular venue that it was there before. My dad was just basically pointing out, well, all of that over there, you used to have to just, you couldn't sit down, you used to have to stand up. And, uh, you know, over there, you'd uh, have to do this, that, and the other. And it was such a, it was a really wonderful, you know, father son moment and a trip down memory lane. So it was a really great, really great uh, experience. And that's the reason why I. I also like to support Manchester United because it's uh, it's a family connection, really, and uh, I really do uh, love being there. But not to say, you know, Preston North End will always be the place in my heart. And I've got to be honest with you, when uh, Preston North End and Manchester United took on each other, that was heart-wrenching because there was the FA Cup final. It was not an FA Cup final, sorry. It was an FA Cup, um, was it a fifth round, I think it was, or a sixth? I can't remember which round it was. But um, it was really special that night because uh, we were pl- Manchester United were playing at Preston at Deepdale, and I was really ripped apart really because uh, I really wanted to support Man United in a way because uh, the season wasn't going our way. But at the same time, Preston North End were on a were on a high flyer, and it was going to be one of our big moments of our of our season if we did managed to pull off a victory over Man United, and so um, I ended up putting my Preston shirt on, putting on my Preston scarf, and when that first Preston goal went in, I was ecstatic, and because I thought, this is going to be amazing, we're going to beat Manchester United, we're then going to meet the uh, the holders of the cup, Arsenal, in the next round, and I just looked at that and I thought, this is going to be an amazing night, and then Man United got really good again and beat us 3-1, so uh, that was... Uh... <laughs> Oh, don't feel too bad. It was uh, it was a, it was fun while it lasted. So yeah, it, it it's was amazing fun while it just lasted. watching your team score a winning goal. You know, not a winning goal, but like winning, scoring a goal. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be my my amount of fun next weekend. So unfortunately, unless plans change, no show next week. It'll be the week after. So. Uh, uh, Jaya, thank you very much for being on the show with me tonight. Uh, I know it's been short, but obviously it's uh, been uh, not been not not much as too much has really happened, uh, you know, news-wise, at least in regards to uh, 90s stuff. And uh, obviously, we've also brought up the anti-austerity stuff as well, which is really really important stuff in politics. So, well, thanks for being with me and all this and stuff. So, you're welcome. Okay. And uh, yeah, and obviously, uh, as if you're not knowing the introduction, uh, we've been paying tribute to BB King, so uh, we. Uh, 
Uh, hope uh, you really enjoyed the show this uh, tonight, and uh, we will see you not next week, but the week after. So, uh, thank you very much. Uh, goodbye for now. Also, if you want to check us out, it's mixcloud.com forward slash Arameta. It's uh, the Stitcher app, it's Player FM, it's iTunes, and it's other. Uh, podcast distributors as well uh, with the RSS feed. So uh, check us out twitter.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show, facebook.com forward slash Aaron Meta Show as well. Thank you very much for checking out the show. And as always, we'll catch you not next week, but the week after. Bye bye for now. Bye.